Welcome back to Red Ring Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. I'm very pleased to bring you another episode where I interview a content creator. It's a fog whisperer. Her name is That Violin Chick. And we had a really fun conversation. We talked about Dead by Daylight, talked about her past as a musician, as an author, um, how she maintains such a wonderful community, and uh, how her husband encouraged her to start streaming on Twitch once upon a time. Uh, it's a really fun talk. Uh, we've been friends for a while now, so it was really, it's always a, a special time when I can bring somebody on that I'm more friendly with, that I'm more familiar with. So uh, we had a good talk. I, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, as always, I'll leave links to that Violin Chick's uh, socials in the show notes, as well as mine. I'm trying to grow on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all the links. And of course, the video interview will be available on YouTube. So be sure to check out YouTube as well. And a big thank you to the people who are rating the show. Uh, we are at the top of the Dead by Daylight directory for podcasts. So uh, when you check Spotify, we're right at the top. So big thank you for that. I, I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to continue to work super hard uh, to make this podcast the best you can find. So thank you again. So without any further ado, please enjoy this interview with that violin chick. All right, welcome in again, everybody. So I'm very pleased to introduce that violin chick who is a partnered Twitch streamer, Twitch ambassador. Uh, her pronouns are she, her, and uh, is incredible at playing the violin as a very talented person, as you're about to find out. Um, and is somebody I ran into playing Dead by Daylight once upon a time, and then we became quick friends after that. So uh, TVC, welcome in. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I had a bit of a tough day professionally, but I'm <laughs> glad to be here having a chat with you. Um, thanks for thanks for being agreeing to be on the show. It's a it's a real real treat having you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, how long have you been streaming on Twitch for? Five and a half years. <laughs> oh wow, it goes flying by, right? It really does. So what, what got you into the idea of streaming? Like, was there an entry point? Like, did you see a particular person streaming or? Um, actually my husband came up with the idea. I mean, I, I knew about Twitch, but I didn't really watch Twitch. He watched Twitch. Okay. Um, but then it was like, well, they have a new creative section. You could totally play violin. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I was really hesitant to the idea, but I looked at some music streams and I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, I could maybe do something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he showed up one day and surprised me with my Viper that I play on stream every day. Oh, no way. Um, he went on a business trip mm -hmm. and went to the office's three hour round trip, Yeah, but he was actually buying the, Vi the Viper. And then he got me uh, the, like the basic equipment and he was like, now you have no excuses. Ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I remember that was a big deal back then. Cause mm -hmm. like, it was like Twitch was like just gaming, right? Like live streams yes. gaming you know and then all of a sudden you get people like just sitting in front of their camera talking about news and world events and mm -hmm. 
creative stuff, you know, playing music and painting and all, all this really Sand cool art. stuff. There's some yeah. really incredible, incredible artists on Twitch. Oh, totally. Totally. Now, how did you get involved with, um, you're a Twitch ambassador, right? Like, how did you get involved with that? And oh, what's the story behind that? Um, that was something, as soon as they released the ambassador program, I immediately wanted to be part of it. I thought it was, um, it'd just be something really cool, a way to um, further myself with Twitch, but also I felt like I needed to be representative of that. So mm-hmm. I um, I submitted, they have an application and I submitted it and um, they contacted me and were, they were just like, hey, you still want to do this? I was like, oh, yes. Oh, that's so, awesome. Um, yeah, out of their pool of applicants, they picked me, which still blows my mind. <laughs> That's really cool. That's amazing. So I, I imagine you've met some pretty cool people through that whole process. And um, I just wanted to rewind the clock a little bit. Like before, before there was Twitch, before you were, you know, playing music in front of in front of your community and such. Like, what? got you into gaming like were were you a little child playing video games did you get it into into your teens or what was uh do you remember your like origin of playing video games i well in my like where i lived we had a pc so it was pc gaming my parents didn't get like a console or anything like that but okay i had a friend who did so i'd go over there and play games we played mario Mm -hmm. oh cool Um, We actually um, were just talking about this the other day. Like my first games were like Oregon Trail and where oh. in the U.S. is Carmen San Diego. Oh know, yeah, yeah. At sixteen, you know, <laughs> with a joystick and all that stuff. Oh so, heck that, yeah! That that's how far back I go with gaming. Um, <laughs> Can I jump in for a sec? Because sure. like with Carmen San Diego, you had a, a you had to have a big book you'd flip through, right? And do um, research. Did you play that version? I didn't research because okay. I figured out a way to game the game and oh. I could I would use deductive reasoning based okay. on the responses of the people I was questioning. Oh no way. That's <laughs> that's funny cuz like I was a nerd. I was like I had like my encyclopedias open and just that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so you had you had friends who got you into it too then, eh? Um, yes. So my first MMO was my husband's fault. I can blame so much on him, honestly. Oh yeah. It's, it's it's kind of scary, but yeah, I mean, my first MMO, um, he was like, actually for him, he was playing it already. And it was one of those things where I was like, what is the hype? So Mm -hmm. while he was at work, I made an account because it was a free to play one and gave it a shot. Next thing I know, like, you know, we've been gaming together for a long time now. So Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really good, that's got to be a really good feeling, like to be able to share those experiences. And and he's very much a big part of your content too, right? He like he's yes. always there. He's always, you can always hear him in the background or just like in game and stuff. And I, I love that aspect. He just kind of fell into his own um, kind of stream persona, which is on, um, ironically not too far from his actual personality. Like it is basically what you see is, is him just him being silly. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it just all kind of naturally evolved. It wasn't something that we were like, "Hey, you should do this." It just kind of was. All of a sudden, I'm going, "Wait, are we allowed to curse?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's taking it to eleven, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
whoa, whoa, buddy, pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, that that's awesome because like I think I think that's one thing that really um, makes me feel good when I'm in your streams is just like that. Not not just your husband being there and like this that whole experience, but it's like the community too. Like you've cultivated a really cool community and have got some really amazing people. Um, and they come in and ask for him. <laughs> oh, did they? Why I didn't know play that. Our song. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How does it feel to like get those people in your life and like I'm trying to find the words because it's a really interesting experience because this is your career, right? But like these people are your friends and they're practically family at this point, right? And Oh, definitely um, a lot of them especially, yeah. I guess one of the things I, I was curious about how you handle there, there are people who listen to this podcast or watch on YouTube and stuff who might be streamers and are probably part of streamer communities and such. Uh, how do you handle when like somebody takes, takes a step away from the community and you're like, Oh, I haven't heard from this person in a while. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Do you just ignore it? Do you follow up? Do you say hi? Like, I don't know the protocol. No, that's, do, a, do. no, that's a good, that's a good thing to discuss, honestly, because, um, for one, I think that's something people have been discussing, but also like, um, I think it depends on the level of the level of involvement that they had in the community mm-hmm. yeah. where, um, you know, like there's, there are, you know, a couple of community members that I know haven't been around, but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have the kind of rapport where I would just DM them and be like, Hey, where are you at? You know? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we have, I did attendance last <laughs> night. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's one of those things also so where with, you know, with my, my poor ADHD brain, you know, mm-hmm. it, I don't even notice necessarily like everybody who hasn't been around for a while. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, wait a second. It's been like a year since I saw this person, you mm-hmm. know, just to, like suddenly um you know screeching break sound you know oh yeah um yeah. <laughs> i do have um a longtime community member who also um was a mod for a long time and who um i did have that kind of rapport with mm-hmm. and he doesn't come on twitch much at all anymore so i do you know, oh, okay send him a text message or you know send mm-hmm. a message or whatever and just check on him yeah um so i think a lot of it just has to do with the level of involve, involvement that person had with the community and with you as a person. Yeah. And it's kind of writing that balance of, um, you know, and I think it doesn't hurt to check on people if you're genuinely, mm-hmm. you know, just curious how things are going and they haven't been, at, they haven't been around. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it hurts to send someone a DM and be like, Hey, how's everything going for you? You know, where it's yeah. not, Hey, you haven't been around, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Exactly. You must be at my stream at 5 p.m. tomorrow. You know? <laughs> That's right. But, <laughs> I was but checking your chat logs, and I haven't <laughs> seen you in 94 days. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Write 90 characters by Monday at noon. You know, it's just. <laughs> That's right. Because, <laughs> like, for, for a lot of what we do, there's no, like, there's no rules. There's no, like, protocol. No. And I think it's different for each per, each community. So. And I think there's different levels of. I mean, we're all on the internet and we're all on Twitch. I think somebody somebody um, kind of said it best when I was at TwitchCon back 2019, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they were like, you're taking a bunch of people who game online at home 
and putting them in an in-person situation, it's going to be awkward, right? So I think there's always, even when you're contacting a person, there's going to be that level of awkwardness that comes with the territory. Oh, totally. I found community members who missed some time and then they were anxious about coming back. Oh, yeah. So so my policy is to make the least amount of a big deal out of something as I can, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think, that, on them. <laughs> I think that I think that's best. I always tell people like some people will come in and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I haven't been around. I've been, you know, I've got, I got a new job. I'm I'm going to school full time." And I'm like, "Hey, you know, check in when you can. Like, it's it's no big deal. You're here now, and that's what matters." I just I, I always say I'm I'm just glad you're okay. Like I I have been thinking about you and just uh yeah, just check in, say hi once in a while if you can, and just le- like you said, like. Don't make a huge deal out of it. <laughs> Don't be like I was. I was going on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I was like trying to find your home address and kind <laughs> yeah. of call the cops and get them to check on you. Yeah, yeah we don't. We don't want to go that far. <laughs> yeah, and you you touched on something that I, I've been thinking about a ton, especially like since I started this podcast. Because with this podcast, I really want to turn the interviews that I'm doing, like we're doing now into just a regular thing that we're doing. Like if that's all we can do on the podcast, I'd love that. Um, it's difficult though. Like even, even though we're good friends, right? Sometimes it's difficult to reach out and be like, Hey, do you want to do this thing together? And like, why do we all like, I'm speaking on, on behalf of everybody who's been on this show so far, everybody's like, Oh, I don't know if I, I, should I be, should I do it? Like, am I going to be okay? Like, and, and there's like a, I think what it is, is like what you talked about earlier. You get these people who streamers and community members, we're all gamers. We probably grew up playing video games by ourselves or maybe with a small circle of friends and uh, maybe don't have all the best social skills you can imagine. Right. So (laughs) that's, that's been an adventure of, of creating this podcast and getting people together. It's like finding that balance and that comfort level with some people. Cause I, I've approached some people and they, they just say, not, nah, I, I don't want to do it. Cause like, I don't feel comfortable. And they're like, it's not you. It's just, I just don't like talking to people. And I'm like, Hey, that's cool. Like that's <laughs> totally fine. So finding that balance is really tough. I find it is It's very tough. Collaborations, yeah. everything. Yeah, we did one a little while back, which was pretty cool. Do you want to talk about that? Like the, we did the bisexual group Dead by Daylight game. That that was super fun. The Bi-Unite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I even have the the colors playing in the background on my. I saw that nano panel. Yeah. Yes. That's uh. Oh wait, I think I changed the scene. I gotta, I gotta change it back. But <laughs> um, you sound like me with my nano leaves. <laughs> oh yeah, I. It, depending on like my mood, it just it changes all the time, and I'm like, I, I'll change it without even realizing. Ch- changing gears a little bit, I see you've got some really cool stuff in your background. You got a little dude dangling there, and spider in the background. So. Uh, you're one of those people, October is like a really big deal, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what does October mean to you? <laughs> um, October is sewing. And mm-hmm. so that's I celebrate that. And um, I love everything spoopy. 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even, I'm not even an orange fan, but okay. every, but every October I suddenly become an orange fan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah, I, I like the, I like everything about fall and yeah. the changing of the seasons, the cooling of the weather. Oh yeah. That's um, the best part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes from, um, drowning in your own sweat to, uh, you know, the leaves, the colored leaves and sitting outside oh, yeah. around a campfire, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So the the best but. feeling I think is like walking through a trail or a park or something. You get the crunchy leaves <laughs> and you just hear the crunch, crunch, crunch. That's, that's my favorite part. Yes. Um, do you, do you have any like, uh, horror films that you like to watch during October? Like, do you have any ritual kind of movies? You're like, okay, we got to watch this and this and this. Um, we don't really have, we just kind of watch, we watch a variety of movies okay. like that kind of year round. Um, yeah. but, uh, I know this year I'm most looking forward to the new Hellraiser. That's oh, that's be, right. It looks really yeah. good. That looks cool. We're watching that in a couple of days when it comes out. Awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, going to be on Hulu, right? I'm trying to think of what we like to watch. We watched one recently. It's called Barbarian. I think it'll be a on on repeat in our house when, <laughs> when that comes to home video it's crazy it's like in theaters right now and really uncomfortable really unsettling and uh when a movie can make me squirm in my seat i'm like okay that was cool <laughs> <laughs> that's always I a good time we're really we're really into like paranormal so okay um, so like I, I'll, I'll watch slashers and things like that, but the paranormal is yeah. kind of where we tend to, you know, focus like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the conjuring series Oh yeah. and, um, paranormal caught on camera is my, one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, I haven't heard of it. It's on the discovery channel. Okay. I'll have to it's check always it out. fun to kind of watch those and be like, okay, that looks real. Okay. Yeah. That does not look real. You know, and try <laughs> to kind of decipher what's going yeah. on and. <laughs> so did you I, I take it you've watched the paranormal activity movies um yes a long time ago and i okay remember bits and pieces of them i need to go yeah. back and watch them again they're they're fun like i i have a good time with all of them like some people are like the first one's the best and the rest are crap but i'm like no way man they're all like <laughs> a lot of fun i, I had a, there there was even a recent one that came out and i think it went to prime video and uh, it's called the marked ones, I think. And that was really, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. It's, you kind of know what you're getting. Like you're, you're going to get some jump scares. It's going to be dumb people making dumb decisions. <laughs> really campy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like in my horror films. Um, now I wanted to talk about your background a little bit, if you don't mind, like you, you, you've played the violin for 20 plus years now, right? This year makes 30. Oh, 30. Wow. That's amazing. How cool is that? Like, how, how did you, was there anything that anybody that got you inspired to play violin? Like how, how did you get into it? The Boston Pops Orchestra. Okay. Um, I was watching them on TV and I was like, that looks so cool. Yeah. And so, um, I grabbed a little, a Dr. Seuss book and a ruler and I pretended to play along. And then six months later, my parents gave me my first violin. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> you wouldn't believe me but i think it was about i want to say five or six months ago we went to the local symphony and that was my first time ever going and seeing them play live and they played like 
it was like a John Williams tribute night and it was incredible. Ooh. I was like crying the whole time. It was amazing. I got to play John Williams music um, in, when I was in symphony and it's beautiful music. It really, oh, and it's, it's great. fun to play too. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it looked like, it looked like everybody was like really into it <laughs> and very enthusiastic. Symphony's now, kind of funny because um, there are some pieces we played that I literally was just playing in my sleep because I was falling asleep. Oh, no way. Wow. So to have music that's genuinely fun to play is a big yeah. deal. Oh, Symphony. that's cool. That's awesome. Now, you've you competed as well, right? Uh, fiddles. Fiddle okay. contest, yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what's that like? I don't, I don't even know what a fiddle contest is. like. So um it's just basically you take fiddle tunes and there's so many different styles of fiddle, fiddle tunes out there mm-hmm. um they're just like little country style fiddle songs that if you were to play each part one time through they're not long at all but you just kind of repeat the parts and oh, okay um <laughs> so um the the competitions they're they're interesting in that it's structured much like um you know dance competitions where you have to do a fast song a slow song a you know oh, okay song of your choice you know that kind of stuff yeah. it's the same thing with fiddle where we would have to play um a fast song a waltz mm-hmm. and then a song of our choice and um i i did contest for several years but um in 99 i won the oklahoma junior state uh fiddle championship and oh, wow. then I won the first in the open division the next year. And then I mm. retired. Oh, no way. So, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's, that's gotta be a lot of fun. Um, did like, uh, during that whole process, did you have any rivals? Did you have anybody who'd be like, oh yeah, this person's in this as well. Did you have any, <laughs> <laughs> any uh is this the part where i start spilling the tea <laughs> yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm fishing for <laughs> get it yes. off your chest yes actually i've really? never i've never publicly said this i've never publicly said this but yeah. honestly it's like i'm at the point now where i don't even remember the kid's name i remember what he looked like though oh uh <laughs> that's awesome and he got this is gonna make me sound like a brat he got so much attention he'd walk in and everyone would just flock to him like he was like god's gift to vinyl or to fiddle players Mm -hmm. and he was younger than me too and so i was just like i was like hmm i'm I'm gonna beat you and i did Uh, that is awesome (laughs) and before it sounds like 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 i was a teen we were we were both teenagers right yeah yeah uh, I'm not talking like I went up against a five-year-old kid and got mad, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's hilarious. But I was just like over there, and and admittedly, back then I had a little bit of the kind of the classical snobness, probably. Oh, okay. Um, one of the reasons I quit orchestra was because of kind of the nature of the people. Not all people. I don't want to group anybody, but like just yeah, orchestra in itself fosters a lot of snobby behavior. <laughs> Oh, is that right? So I think I, I, I imagine cross some of that over a little bit, but yeah, imagine there must be some politics in there as well, right? Like, uh, yes. Um, so in the symphony that I, the symphony I played in the longest was mm-hmm. also I was the youngest um, player uh, admitted. Okay. Um, 
and I was 12. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so other people didn't like me. And, and, and I think part of it was that it was just, I was so young, but also mm-hmm. um, probably just, they didn't relate to me at all. Yeah. In retrospect at the time I took it very personally. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> when I look back on it and you're thinking, you know, people who are close to 10 years, my, uh, you know, older than me, mm-hmm. but between five and 10 years older than me. Yeah. yeah. We probably just didn't have anything in common. Oh, uh, so. yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's understandable. But, Sounds like the Twitch world. <laughs> um, now, you're, you're also a published author. Do, do you want to talk about any of your writing? Um, I write urban fantasy, historical fantasy, and, well, did I mention fantasy yet? You, you did. You did. <laughs> um, I have three fantasy novels out, two urban and one historical. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a horror short story that was my first, like, um exploration of the horror genre in okay. in writing and it was kind of terrifying mm-hmm. i'm relatively sure i ended up on some kind of fbi watch list oh um no way. <laughs> <laughs> because i had to research things <laughs> great now we're on that list too <laughs> we're in hot water congratulations here too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah so three, and I have a fourth novel that I've been working on since probably three years before I started streaming on Twitch. So, you know, oh, it's cool. going to be out real soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I wanted to t- talk, uh, dive into Twitch a little bit, like in terms of like streaming and, and whatnot. Like there are some people who listen to this podcast who are either streamers or they're going to stream one day. Um, what advice do you have for people who are like, okay, I want to, I want to take the next step. I want to start growing my content. I want to start getting better. Like I get that question a lot and I never know how to answer other than just put stuff out elsewhere, you know? Yeah. I think a lot depends on where they're at with their streaming because mm-hmm. like, okay. So if we take our baseline as somebody who's say been streaming for six months they have Mm -hmm. all their basic equipment you know a a mic a mixer whatever you know they've got the general basic setup um first of all i would say diversify your content um oh yeah i took too long to do that and so it's Mm -hmm. been more of an uphill battle for me than i think maybe it would have been that would have started a couple years ago oh yeah um i mean I, i started a youtube uh channel but you know that was it was kind of really off and on. It wasn't mm-hmm. something I was steadily putting content into. So I would say diversify your, your um, content as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, set your branding and stick with it because changing your branding really hard. It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think I would also say, you know, just make sure you're upgrading as you can. Not everybody mm-hmm. can just go out and get a top of the line mic, but yeah, you know, if you see uh, a mic better than what you've got, go on sale and you have funds for it, you know, or a lot of times the community will rally around you mm-hmm. and you can raise the money for it. You know, just always be trying to do some kind of, I, I always say some kind of content improvement yeah. and always some kind of um, technical improvement. So, okay. 
Yeah. You know, when you when you go in and see streamers that are sitting on a headset, I think a lot of streamers have been there. Mm-hmm. But I think the ultimate goal is to try to um to upgrade that and mm-hmm. to get to where you, you sound better. Um, oh yeah. The camera you, camera quality is better if you use a camera. Mm-hmm. Um never I, I think it's easy to get stuck and I've done it myself. You get stuck in this um like doing the same thing over and over again to the point where oh, yeah. it's just kind of becoming old news and you got oh, yeah. um and while i think it's okay to coast if you do something that's successful coast on it by all mm-hmm. means but also yeah. you know that's kind of the caveat to being a content creator i think in a way like you always have to be thinking about what your next move is oh, yeah. what your next improvement is mm-hmm. um and to just sit there and hit go live every day it, you're probably not going to be as successful as if you were to actually put thought and effort into everything <laughs> oh and totally yeah. so so yeah a technical improvement content improvement mm-hmm. diversify yes and stick to your branding <laughs> i and stick to your branding yeah i um <laughs> I, I can piggyback off that real quick the stick to your branding thing uh when i started posting tiktoks like i, I guess it's been a year and a half or longer since i started I originally kind of wanted to be wanted to be like a bad guy wrestler for Dead by Daylight. Like I kind of wanted to be a jerk, like that people hated. Uh, but I was a little too effective at it. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. when I uh, started getting a lot of hatred, like people posting, uh, I, I literally had multiple people post um, pictures of my face on TikTok, and then they would post like. Ghostface slashing somebody up and saying, Crow, you're next and stuff like oh, that. Gosh. And like, yeah, it got really intense. A, that is not a case of stick to your branding. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a case but, of evolve to what's better for you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, jerk crow is maybe a little too much. It's a little uh it, it'll be bad for my mental health. So I just gotta be true to who i am i'm still kind of a jerk anyway but that's just because i'm older and have less patience for these young whippersnappers (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it it, yeah it definitely um if you have a bit you gotta really think it out because i did not think that out i was like i did it on on a whim with a few tiktoks and it just it i did a lot of damage control after that and i still to this day, I still get people sending me messages being like, aren't you that asshole who did this oh, no. like yeah. two years the ago? And never like, forgets. They never forget. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Um, now, when it comes to your streaming, like I, I think you mentioned before, you've you've streamed PUBG, you've streamed Fortnite, uh, Dead by Daylight. Was there anything else that was kind of memorable for you during your during your streaming days? Um. Those are kind of the main games. I mean, I've I've bounced around a lot. One mm-hmm. of the one of the nice things about being a music streamer is that when I do the gaming side, I can be a little variety. There's still yeah. those um, you know, number differences, obviously, from when I play mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight versus something else, but I'm still mm-hmm. still have a little bit more flexibility than a lot of other streamers do that get locked into a game. Yeah. Um so I mean I've done I've done so many. I've done story games, I've done, mm-hmm. you know, Phasmo, I've done um devour like i, I do oh, kind yeah. of stick in the the horror genre yeah more than i don't mm-hmm. but 
yeah, it's just been a lot. There's a lot of variety that's happened on the channel. Oh, yeah. Just Dead by Daylight no, is like the mainstay of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important uh, as well in terms of also for like advice for people out there who are listening. Like, I think it's really important to mix it up. Like you said, like diversify your content. That includes. Yeah, you Dead by Daylight's your main, but you're still sa- staying in the same umbrella by streaming games that are like horror stuff and kind of party games too. And I think that's really important. Um, I wanted to talk about your music streams too. Like how, how does that, how does it feel to like transition from, you know, going to a dead by daylight stream to playing music and you want for people who are listening, who, who maybe haven't been to your streams yet. Like, can you give us like the, the pitch for how that works. And so I've been there a bunch of times. I'll quite often put you on in the background, like while I'm cooking dinner and stuff. And it's, it's, a, it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we actually used to do gaming before music. And then once we made our big move, our move in, um, what July, uh, I kind of switched it. So now we're doing music mm-hmm. first and then we go into gaming and it's kind of nice because it's like music is, pretty relatively intense especially since i stand the whole time and move around and and uh it gets really intense um which is really fun but then afterwards i get to sit down chill with a game talk to chat Mm -hmm. um you know and uh so the transition's relatively smooth actually i I take a 10 minute break Mm -hmm. change gears they know that we're changing gears and i think that's one of the biggest things is when everybody can kind of prepare for that changeover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll still get the odd person coming in. This is a violin. <laughs> and I'm like, really? No, I'm a person. <laughs> <laughs> You're not so. an actual violin. What <laughs> the hell is going on? Violin. False advertising. I know. That's um, <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe people have said that before. That's they do. crazy. Like, they'll come in and be like, so when's the violin playing start? And I'm like, buddy, you missed it three hours ago. We're just vibing over here. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. And one of the things I, I think I mentioned to you before, like what I really appreciate about your music streams is just like, you're a very expressive person and the happiness on your face is, is very infectious. Like that's a big reason why I think a lot of people stick around and hang out in your streams and in your discord. Cause like, it's just happy vibes. And that's something that anytime, any, anytime, uh, people can find happiness in this world. That's something to really cling on to. I would say. That's what I hope for. That's what I, I strive for. Like, mm-hmm. If you would have told me five and a half years ago that I would be making a living from my music, I would have told you there's no way. There's no mm-hmm. way. And yeah. then it happened. And um, I got out of a really awful, um, abusive, dead-end career. Mm-hmm. And now I do this. And I mean, content creating is highly stressful. Oh, but yeah. it also, it, it, it's like, it's the rewards that I get out of it not just in the fact that I can do it full time and like live off of my music, but also just the, the community that you get the friends you make. Yeah. You know, like we wouldn't be friends right now. Oh yeah. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. I so think about, I'm genuinely yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I think about stuff like that all the time too. Like all the things that led up to this point, like, 
many years ago, I got really sick and I was stuck in bed for like, like six weeks. And my brother was like, you should, uh, you should, you should sign up for on Twitch and watch Twitch streams. I was like, bro, it's like nerds playing video games. Like, why would I do, why would I watch somebody play a game when I could just play a game? You know, I sounded like every, (laughs) every jerk you've probably met who has never been on Twitch. That's literally what I used to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I asked my husband, why do you watch that? You could just play the game. (laughs) yeah i get it now oh totally yeah (laughs) but like i was like okay fine i'm stuck in bed i'll sign up on twitch and i i watch summit 1g and kitty plays (laughs) and pony hof those are the first three people i ever watched on twitch and i was like okay i get it now like they're they're elite gamers and Mm -hmm. you get to talk to them and they talk back to you while they're playing and Oh, cool. And hey, that person remembered me when I came back. And Mm -hmm. wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Like, who knew? (laughs) It was kind of perfect for that time when I sadly had to, yeah, I I had to have minor surgery. So I was just stuck in bed and couldn't, couldn't do anything. And I'm, I'm fine now, of course. But, um, anyway, we've been yapping a lot about like content creation and such. And this is like a, Dead by Daylight podcast. So I thought we should talk about DVD a little bit. Um, how did you I get guess. into? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> how did you get into Dead by Daylight? Like, was there anybody you watched? Or was it a recommendation? Like, peer pressure. Your... Peer pressure. It oh, was really? Peer pressure. I yeah. had friends that played it. They all wanted me to play it. Um, honestly, in the beginning, I didn't have any desire to play it. I was still really into PUBG. Yeah. Um, and another game that we don't talk about. Uh, right. Okay. Nicknamed Bruno. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I didn't play it for a long time, even though my friends were trying to pressure me into playing it. Mm-hmm. But I, in 2018, right after, I, I guess it was right after Kate and Clown came out. I okay. was like, fine, I'll try. And I'll tell you what, my first, my first match was on Mikey. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and they had prepared me exactly zero yeah, for anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know, I didn't even know what skill checks were, let alone how, how to do them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was like, why is he staring at me? This is freaking me out. And they were like, you might want to yeah. move. And I'm like, why? And all of a sudden, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> So it, was, oh, no. it was terrifying it was terrifying oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's one thing i wish i could get back that fear you felt like when you first started playing and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what your experience was like in terms of like frustration over like because there's so much to this game right and i played with a friend who had been playing for a long time and he's like oh yeah this killer he has barbecue and chili and i'm like what's that and he's like oh he can see your aura and i'm like what's an aura and he's like <laughs> Oh man, he's a sloppy butcher. And I'm like, what's sloppy butcher? And he's he's like, it means this and this. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I I hated it. I was like, there's too much of this stupid game. And it's a lot. Actually, yeah, I uninstalled and then <laughs> came came back uh in the Chains of Hate chapter with Serena and uh Deathslinger. So that's actually, my story. I actually did largely like I played DBD for a little while. But then Death Garden came out. Okay. And when I tell you Death Garden was my game. Oh, I really? Mean, like, if I would have ever gone comp with a game, that mm-hmm. would have been it. 
Um, oh, awesome. I love that game with my with my very soul, and I was really good at it. Oh, no. So it broke my heart to see it eventually, you know, die. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I ended up abandoning Dead by Daylight for a while for uh, for Death Garden. And I was taking hundreds of hours into Death Garden. No way. Um, but I've, when it died, I've heard I went good things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, never, I never played it. I didn't know it was a thing until, like, years later, I think. Oh, That's I'd too bad. It. Yeah. So <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you, too. Uh, what's it like to earn millions of dollars from behavior because you're part of the fog whisperer program? <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> so I'm not allowed to discuss my $1.5 million contract. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. We're joking. Of course. <laughs> completely joking. Completely joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, what people, was the question? <laughs> people think that though, right? They think you're you're on the take and they're they're paying your mortgage and all this stuff. Uh, there there has been some relatively recent comments made about fog whisperers. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh. Um, I don't know if you're referring to last week or what, but Oh, um, no, no. I'm just I mean, I'm I'm painting in, in broad strokes because I've seen comments like that over the years yeah. where people are like Ah, oh, people are so rude. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I became a millionaire as soon as I became a Twitch partner. So, oh, that's that's true. I mean, yeah. this just adds to my <laughs> my ultimate, you know, value. Yeah, so. the the trucks of gold <laughs> bars they spill onto your driveway. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're part of the Fog Whisper program, which I think is amazing. So what? Um, so for anybody who's not aware, the Fog Whispers are partnered with Behavior. Um, they're dead by daylight content creators and get some really cool cosmetics. And recently, well, I guess it's not so recent, maybe about a year ago, they gave shirts to all the survivors before it was only, who was it like Dwight and Meg, Dwight, I think. Claudette, Megan, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there was only a few. Absolute original characters. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So how's that experience been for you since you joined the program? Uh, first of all the program has been absolutely amazing to be a part of um yeah and uh that i was picked out of so many amazing content creators is not something that i ever forget Mm -hmm. um or overlook um but um so it's it's been you know being able to give um feedback but also to be able to give back to the community and Mm -hmm. you know they give us codes every chapter. Right. We get to yeah. disperse those um, to our communities, and so it, it's not even just me being a fog whisperer. It, it, you know, it, it, um, it doesn't just benefit me. It actually benefits the community too, because anybody hanging yeah. out could, you know, get a code and get free stuff. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So it's it's really cool to represent the game, and I just hope that I do it justice. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think you do because like you're you're it's really hard to I think do what you do because when you're playing and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember a time when I've seen you like super rage at the game or like get super upset. Like I get upset. I get like, I I become like a little baby (laughs) while I'm playing, (laughs) but I I think you carry yourself really well and are just a really good hard. It yeah. can be really hard sometimes. And mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, especially in terms of being a fog whisperer, they, you know, it's not like they expect me to be perfect. Yeah. And I, and I don't necessarily try to like, I'll even say, okay, this is really frustrating, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also am not trying to kill the vibe of stream either. So a lot of times, even when I'm frustrated, I'm just like, okay, let's change gears, do some things, you know, do something different. If I'm playing Mm -hmm. killer and I'm getting frustrated, let's try some survivor matches or vice versa, because I've been a lot more killer lately. Mm Mm-hmm. Wesker, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I love Wesker. <laughs> I love Wesker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, that was like the next question I had written down for you. Like, I noticed you've been playing a lot more killer lately. How's that felt since uh, walking yeah. into the dark side <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so out of 5,200 hours in the game, I probably spent 4,500 in Survivor. Okay. So, (laughs) um, I played killer here and there, but never as much as I have now. Um, I think that killer feels a little bit better than it did. Um, when I played previously was just probably part of why I'm still playing it. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, I don't know. Cause the dynamic of the game has just changed so much even over the last year. And so playing survivor is a different, really different experience than it was. Um, even a year ago or even six months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think there's a variety of factors contributing to that. And I think also different people handle it different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's true. And different levels of, okay, this is cool or okay, this is not cool. (laughs) My life is ruined now. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I will quit DVD forever. Borrow Times Base Kit. I'm uninstalling. I'm never playing again until I do, uh, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but playing Killers, I mean, I've been having a blast with it most of the time. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest adjustment for me has been um, the inconsistencies. One minute I'll mm-hmm. get um, players that play almost like bots. You're like, what are yeah. you doing? Oh, yeah. And then the next match, I'll get, you know, the best top esports ready. Oh, yeah. AU, (laughs) you know, team over here. And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. I should not be with these people. (laughs) (laughs) I've said that, too. Like, I've had games where I'm (laughs) like, we should not be in the same lobby. Like, I'm not as good as these guys. Like, they're destroying me and it feels bad. (laughs) Exactly. Now, I want to ask you, like, a a really loaded question here because we're on the topic a little bit. Do you find this game to be more killer-sided or survivor-sided? That is the question, isn't it? It is, <laughs> For yeah. all the social medias, that's yeah. the side people take. Uh, <laughs> you have to stand on one side and die on that one hill. <laughs> I'm or is it more you. nuanced than that? Uh, I think it's, well, for one, I do think that it's more nuanced. It's not mm-hmm. just one or the other indefinitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll have, like I said, I'll have those games where I'm like, oh, killer is so easy. And then I'll have those other Mm -hmm. games where I'm like, oh my God, they absolutely handed my ass to me, you know? Yeah. And I I don't know if I'm allowed to say ass. Oh yeah. You can do that. Okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, and, and, and so it's, it's really, it's been really hard for me to decide. I do know that the, it's a matter of evolution, I think, or evolving Mm -hmm. with the game when they first announced that they were adding more time to the gens i was like why oh yeah yeah but now i'm still playing killer games where gens are popping so obviously it's not 
Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and and I know at first people were like, well, we'll just bring in toolboxes and prove thyself, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. now the big thing is um, hyper-focus and, yeah. and uh, stakeout. And stakeout, yeah. That, yeah. I was like, what is that one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, but even without those, people are still popping gens. So, oh, yeah. Um, it's really hard for me to say, oh, killer is so much better. The, you know, the mm-hmm. easiest one now. Or, oh, yeah. survivor is the easiest one now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of the game still struggling to find a balance with yeah. play styles, um, which I, you can tell that they're trying, mm-hmm. you know, when they, the, the base kit, base kit unbreakable, it freaking sucks to get slugged for the entire mm-hmm. game. Oh, it's brutal. So yeah. I get that, you know, and, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, let's see this in context of you down someone they're friends over here clicky clicky you yeah. know so let's go down them really quick and you come back and they've already popped back up and that's kind of punishing yeah um that's so, true i don't know i just personally i don't think that there's any way to make anybody like everybody happy yeah and you're and and so that is a very long-winded way to say that i'm not sure <laughs> whether it's more killer sided yeah. or survivor sided because i think it just really depends on the skill levels of the players being combined together mm-hmm. um, alongside attitude and willingness to change. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. And th- that's the thing. Like it's, it's a deliberately loaded question I'm asking. Cause like, it's, you can't just say either one and like the expectations everybody has going into the game could be completely different. Right. Like you, me, I'm like a sweat Lord when I play survivor, I'm like, <laughs> let's get these gens fixed and let's get out. <laughs> But there might be two people in my lobby who are like, I'm not doing gens. I'm going to go like click my flashlight at the killer and, and, and uh, or go lick a wall. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go loot. I'm going to fire uh, you in front of the killer. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> um, yeah. And there are people who do that. Like I, I've, I had friends who said they like to sandbag people. Like they'll just randomly go into games and they'll sandbag people and they'll have their own little game within themselves. I'm like, don't do that. That's so mean. <laughs> I think, I think it's one thing if you're playing with randoms versus a Swift in that instance, yeah. because it oh, yeah. sucks when you're, when you're playing with randoms and mm-hmm. that one guy is, you know, oh, yeah. ruins it for everybody. And oh, yeah. you're, you're throwing different play styles. And I have, you know, a friend that I play dead by daylight with uh, relatively regularly. And, she mm. loves to sandbag people. And she oh. recently decided Pebble needed to be a main, uh, a staple in her loadout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Like, we have <clears throat> clips of us screaming at each other because we're both <laughs> trying to get the other one murdered. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, one of us ends up down before the other. So the one that's not down goes running off, cackling like a maniac. Oh, yeah. And I think those moments honestly kind of like make the game what it is. Like oh, you, know, yeah. you can be super serious and super sweaty and and get mm-hmm. out. You oh, can yeah. meme around and do funny <laughs> stuff that creates memories. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I kind of ride that line, and I kind of see how like I love when I'm playing Survivor and I get a meme killer. Yeah, I don't like getting a farmy killer. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I like Mimi killers, like when mm-hmm. I'm against Ghostface and he peeks around the corner. So I peek oh. around the corner back at yeah. him and, yeah. you know, we goof off and then we play the game normally, you know, or yeah. that kind of stuff. So that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had a Michaela recently. I was playing Wesker. We were at Ormond 
and uh, she went to the bar and started making drinks for me. And it was not planned at all. It was just a random game. And so I stopped chasing and I ran to the other side of the bar and she's like fixing a drink and pointing at me. And like, it was really goofy. Stuff like that is. We've done that in the saloon. Yeah. Uh, I I served the killer in the saloon. Yeah. And then we got up on the bar and danced. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. No, Uh, (laughs) no, I I, I do. I think, I think you can't take the game too seriously. And yeah, I think a lot of people take it like so seriously that they, they ruin not just, their experience mm-hmm. of the game but others as well yeah and being completely honest I, i'm kind of dancing that line but i'm i'm trying really hard to like get to that more fun side because like at the end of the day i'm just gonna move on and play an, another round like i i don't win anything i don't lose anything you know there's no I'm not, uh, I'm actually not playing for that, you know, Amazon gift card. There's no Amazon <laughs> gift card waiting for me. <laughs> so why do I, I mean, play if like. Was, if it was comp, that'd be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do get sweaty in, in pubs. I just said mm-hmm. pubs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, I think when you play a super sweaty try hard, there's no, there's no harm in that. Everybody has mm-hmm. their play style, but also. Yeah. If it's all that you do, then that's just mm-hmm. that's some constant stress. Oh yeah, it, it really <laughs> is because you're at the mercy of your teammates who may or may not be swift. Probably randoms and yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you have a like a a comfort perk or kind of build you have when you're playing Survivor? Um, I was recently converted to using Windows. Nice of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good perk. It really is. And honestly, I know <laughs> yeah. people are like, well, you know, it's a crutch perk. But honestly, no. there is something to be said about not just knowing where you can go for a pallet, but mm-hmm. also to know where the dead zones are. Yeah. Because yeah, there's exactly. nothing worse than running into a dead zone unintentionally mm-hmm. and you just have nothing to work with yeah. at all. And it's just yeah. easy down. Um, I'm so. looking at you, Auto Haven Wreckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there's exactly. no pallets <laughs> on this. Zones entire third of the map that's awesome you spawn in and just the one side of the garage <laughs> yeah. is just nothing yeah yeah that's right it's like those single um, walls with a vault and you're like oh great that'll do me some good <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah windows i think is a really good perk uh because here's the thing like i think it's good for people who are beginning because it allows them to know where to go where the pallets are mm-hmm. but if you've been playing this game a lot if you're a veteran like like us you can plan which tiles you can chain together you can plan okay i'm gonna mind game this pallet i'll run around a yes. few times and then drop it and then move to the next one and it just gives you such good good information um, one of the one of the um one of the best advice that I got when I first started playing, or well, after I'd been playing a bit, but you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. was to approach anywhere you go on the map with a plan. Like if you mm-hmm. go to a generator, be looking to see if they come from this direction or they come from yeah. that direction, this is where I'm gonna go. Yeah. Like That's... plan ahead. Oh, totally. It's such simple advice, but it's some, I think it's something that a lot of people don't think about. And I think I do that more subconsciously. I'll be like, okay, what's around me? And yeah, where, where is that window and what angle do I have to hit it to, to get a fast fault? And 
all this nerdy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to get away from kind of the uh, quote-unquote meta builds for a little while, Mm -hmm. right after um, the second Resident Evil chapter dropped. Okay. No, Daddy Wesker was a thing. Oh yeah. Um, but I t- I tried a new loadout with Becca, and it was and I called it the All Seeing Eye. Okay. So I put on Bond, Windows, and Visionary. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then my fourth perk was Reassurance because I couldn't stop using it because oh, it's great. I'm yeah. not going to say that I'm bad at getting my teammates in time. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are bad at getting their teammates. <laughs> exactly. In not they me. Should, they should know better. <laughs> They should know better. But uh, I, I, I was loading into matches and I was like, I can see everything. <laughs> yeah. I know everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I actually run that for ran that for a while because um, I stopped using, largely stopped using running perks like uh, Dead Hard mm-hmm. whenever they announced oh, yeah. that Dead Hard was being changed. Yeah. And I found yeah. that my chases have actually been almost more I hate to, uh, meaningful mm-hmm. Yeah. and more... Um, specific. I'm trying to think of the mm. right word. Well, it's almost like yeah. Okay. Like where I go is very intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm not just running somewhere hoping to get away. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm saying, oh, there's an LT wall. We're gonna go mm-hmm. here and do this. You know, like it's very. Yeah. I think through my my chases a lot more than I mm-hmm. than I did before. I when I when I used Dead Harden. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I think that makes sense. Um, how do you handle like, uh, toxic behavior in the game? Cause like, you know, sometimes people will type nasty messages in the end game chat. Sometimes people might come to your stream and be like, LOL, you suck. Or, you know, how, how do you deal with stuff like that? <laughs> Most of the time I try to just ignore it and not give it attention because I, I feel like that's what they want is attention. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, I, I I used to have a policy of GG continue. GG mm-hmm. continue. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll answer them. You know, they'll be like, ha ha, you suck. And I'll be like, okay. LOL. <laughs> GG. You know, yeah. um, I, I found overall the less response I give, they just kind of disappear into the background, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But sometimes I'll bite back because, you know, sometimes you just don't have the filter for it. Mm. oh yeah Um, and above all though even even if i do kind of snap back which i try not to Mm -hmm. i say snap back not like snapping at somebody but like coming back with with a response you're like defending Um, yourself right a little bit because yeah you know they'll be like you weren't even doing anything and i'll be (laughs) and i'll be like okay so nothing includes two generators yeah you know, 60 mm-hmm. seconds in chase, mm-hmm. three saves, yeah. t- you know, two heals, and I died and you escaped. Oh, yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and then if they keep continuing, I'm just like, good luck, have fun, and move on. Like, I try mm-hmm. not to entertain toxic behavior. And I also try mm-hmm. to play, like, when I swift, I try to play with people who are not also going to be over-the-top toxic. Yeah. Um, just because that's just it's a game oh yeah <laughs> yeah you you do have to protect yourself when you when when it comes to that right because like you just never know what people are gonna say even, even if it's like just an end game chat like you don't want the wrong person there um saying the wrong things which 
has happened in this world. It's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, if they show up in the chat and they're just like right off the bat being rude. You know, mm-hmm. if they come in and ask me for clarification on something, that's cool. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. If they come in just spewing hatred. Yeah. I, zero tolerance. We just ban them. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's <laughs> a good approach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Well, I want to be uh, aware of the time because I know it's it's late where you are and it's I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> you used to be on the West Coast. Yes. Why do you have to move? What the I heck? Know. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm still trying to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. How do, how is everything going? Like the move and everything? Is it? We're settling. Adjustment. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The unexpected renovating of the studio downstairs. Oh, that's so right. This isn't yeah. even my regular streaming space, or at least mm-hmm. it won't be. It's not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but once it's done, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great house. Cool. Well, that's good. Um, I also like to give everybody a chance to like, before, before we sign off here, uh, can you talk about where people can find you? Maybe talk about your stream schedule, uh, just all your social presences, etc. Sure. Um, you can mainly find me at twitch.tv forward slash that violin chick. Um, you can find my music on YouTube also under that violin chick. (laughs) Um, but I'm also actually uh, on all major platforms, including Spotify. I have an EP on Spotify. Um, and we stream 7 p.m. Central Time to 1 a.m. Central Time uh, every day, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Cool. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. So um, if you're listening on the audio podcast, you can also find the video format on YouTube. Just uh, I'll leave links in the show notes for my YouTube and Spotify. But uh, yeah, TVC, thanks for doing this. I, I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. So thank you so much uh, for having me. Yeah. All the best to you in the future. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have to uh, play again soon. It's been a while. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> all right. Have a, have a, have a good night. Take care. You too. Thank you.